<laughs> Boy, I don't know, but I know someone who does. This is what my pops would always say to me anytime I asked a question. He would always direct my eyes to the Lord, and he would always tell me, hop in the Word. Well, one time I was cooking pancakes, and it was a Saturday morning, and I was thinking, man, I'm going to impress my kids. Maddox was sitting at the counter. McKenna was sitting there. McKenna was all into dogs. Uh, Maddox was all into Marvel. And I thought I'd be the greatest dad of all time on Saturday. So I said, what kind of pancake would you like, uh, McKenna? And she said, I would like a doggy pancake. So I poured out the batter, and as I poured it out, it didn't look anything like a dog. kind of looked like a llama, but I don't think she was judging me. And I flipped over the, the llama-looking kind of dog, and I gave it to her, and she was so happy. And then Maddox got super excited. He's like, Daddy, that's such a cool dog, uh, doggy pancake. I said, cool, son. What would you like? Anything, anything you want, son. And he said, Daddy. I want an Iron Man pancake. And I just paused and I looked around. I was thinking, what can I do? My pops was in the kitchen. He heard it. I heard it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to make an Iron Man pancake. So I started pouring the batter. And my dad's just looking at me, just kind of smiling. And I'm pouring the batter and I'm trying to figure it out. And it looks like a mess, just a blob. And I tried to do it at different stages. So it tan or, uh, you know, cook at a different uh temperature on each area so it kind of make the Iron Man face but it looked nothing like Iron Man at all and then I flipped it over and I looked at it and I looked over at my pops and he said three words he said sell it boy and I said oh my gosh so I started singing Iron Man pancakes 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 and I was flipping it over and then I put some butter on it and I said son Maddox are you ready for some Iron Man pancakes he said yes daddy and I said Iron Man pancakes Iron Man pancakes Iron Man pancakes Iron Man pancakes and then I took out the nasty looking, not even looking like Iron Man pancake, flipped it over onto the plate. And when I flipped it over onto the plate, I took it over to my son. I pushed it in front of him and he paused. And it was almost like, it felt like 10 years to me. It felt like 10 minutes of just silence. And then he looked up at me and he looked down at the Iron Man pancake. And he looked back up at me and he said, Iron Man pancake, Iron Man pancake. And he started eating. He said, thank you so much, Daddy. And my dad just looked at me, and he smiled, and he shook his head. See, those three words that he said to me, sell it, boy, meant that I had to be in that moment, fall in love with that situation, as opposed to try and live another moment or try and fit a God moment into what I thought it should be. And that's exactly what I did this morning with Proverbs 7, the corresponding proverb, corresponding day. When I jumped into it today, I said, I'm going to have a pattern. I've got my pattern down. I'm going to tell you all the words like I've been doing, the corresponding proverb, corresponding day, and nothing, no inspiration at all. But what my pop said is, boy, oil and water, they don't mix. You see, your thought processes, your way of doing it, and the way God has it to happen, they don't mix at all. So allow him to do his magic. So this 3,000-year-old wisdom that we're going to talk about today, which is Proverbs 7, the corresponding proverb, corresponding day, is all about oil and water. Let's get this party started. <laughs>
working We ain't stopped just because it's hurting Right before your eyes So it's coming to no surprise The takeover is televised Over and over and over again Make no mistake, we continue to win Defeat never know, cause I will not lose They wanna mimic my moves, but can't walk in my shoes Oil and water. That's what my pops would always say to me. Boy, they don't mix. You could shake them up. And for a second, they're going to look like they do. But then they're going to settle and they're always going to separate. And what he kept saying to me, he said, boy, the, the oil that you keep trying to mix with the water is your ways and God's ways. You see, when I woke up this morning, again, I read Proverbs 7, and I was ready. I was ready to deliver a message. And you know what? There was absolutely no inspiration. And what God kept telling me is, I need you to be here, son. I just need you to listen to me because I can bring the magic, but I'm not going to bring it the way that you thought it was. You can be inspired by other things. But guess what? It's always going to be the magic of the moment. You see, a couple years ago, I, I woke up and I was supposed to meet a guy named Wynn Claybaugh, and it was in Orange County. And I said, you know, I'll be there because I want to hear you speak. He's a phenomenal speaker, the dean of the Palm Mitchell Schools. And I drove up to Costa Mesa, and I was there, and I was so excited, and I had my team there. We got there early because he was speaking at 10, and so we got there at 8. We got to have breakfast, and then I called Wynn probably about 9 o'clock because I wanted to be there early and make sure that I had everything set up for him. And I said, I'm so excited to be able to see you. I actually didn't call him. I texted him. And he said, I'm glad to, uh, happy to see you too. And I can't wait till one o'clock. And I was like, what do you mean? One o'clock. You see, my plan was that it was at 10. I guess I heard it wrong, but it was at one o'clock. And then he texted me later and he said, a couple of minutes later, and he said, hey, but it's not one o'clock. We actually got pushed back to five. And now I'm in Orange County. I've got my crew with me, and I don't know what to do. But what God said is, listen to me. I've got an opportunity for you. So I called my friend Ali, and he lives in Pasadena, and he has a school there. And I said, hey, I've got my crew with me. I, I would love to come and speak at your school. Can I come? And he said, when would you like to be here? And I said, how long will it take to get from Orange County to Pasadena? He told me the time. I said, I'll be there. So we drove over there. As we're driving, and I know we're going towards L.A., I've got a friend named Jeff, Jeff Stoltz. He's, a, uh, you know, he's an actor there in Hollywood. And I knew he was doing a junket for a, uh, for a, a, par or for a movie that he was doing. And so I called him. I said, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. Just wanted to connect with you. And he said, oh, wow, that's crazy that you're going to be here, man. I'm just about to go on the Steve Harvey show, and I needed to get my hair cleaned up. So is there any way you could get me taken care of before I go on this interview? I said, man, while well, I'm speaking in Pasadena, I'll, I'll give you a call, and then we'll stop by Hollywood. Because I got to be back up to Orange County at 4 or 5 o'clock when Wynn was speaking. Well, I get done speaking at the Pasadena school. I, ha I hand my phone to the girl I was working with. And she sa uh, I said, call this guy. She has no idea who it is. She's a young girl, maybe 19 years old. So she's talking to this actor, unbeknownst to her, that is famous in Hollywood. But he says, come on over. So we get, we get the directions. We go to his house. I cut his hair in the backyard. We just have a great time. He's not really an actor to me. He's my friend Jeff. But he's been in un, uh, unbelievable amount of movies and TV shows. But we're there, and uh, my friends are freaking out now, and the, uh, the, the crew is freaking out. And then we hop in the car. On the way back to Orange County, well, silly me, I got caught up, and it was probably about 4.30 
or probably about 3.30 when I left. And if you leave LA at 3.30, that's the worst time ever. So we get caught in traffic and I call, uh, you know, I text Win and I said, hey, I'm going to be late. I apologize. He said, no challenge at all. Just, uh, you know, I'll see you when you get here. So I walk in. And I walk in with my head down, my tail between my legs because now I'm late. I don't like being late. But I walk in and he introduces me. He says, hello, there's Kelly in the back of the room. And I just raised my hand. I said, hey, how you doing? And he's getting done with his keynote. And as he gets ready to go, he said, I would love to be able to have Kelly come up and finish. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm scrambling because I wasn't prepared for it. And then what God said is, I need you to be in the moment. I need you to be in the moment. And he said, Kelly, just tell the story of what happened today. So I said, I woke up at uh, six o'clock in the morning, got here in Orange County by eight, called when at nine, supposed to be here at 10, but he wasn't there. So as opposed to just tucking me my tail between my legs and going home, I looked for the opportunity in the moment. I called Ali. I got to speak at the school, got to cut Jeff's hair, got caught in traffic. And now I'm here. And I get to close for one of the greatest keynote speakers in the industry. And what I told the audience that day is it's about being right here, right now, not trying to force a moment that God doesn't have for you at that particular time. You see, I've tried to force Proverbs 7, but as I read through it, all it was was oil and water, God's ways and man's ways. And what my pop said to me all the time, he said, boy, there is only one decision that you ever need to make in your life. And that's, do you want your best or do you want God's best? And it was very simple to me all the time. I would say to my pops, of course, pops, I only want God's best. And then he would say to me, my pops would say to me, but what if this scenario happened that you didn't like. And I said, well, that's simple. Then I would choose my best. And he said, no, 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 you already made the decision. He said, when you get to that place in your life where you realize that there's only one decision in life and one decision only, and that is, do you want your best or do you want God's best? And see, that oil and water does not mix. As much as you can shake it up and convince yourself and say, well, I can have a little bit of me and a little bit of God. Now, what God is saying is, my best is so much better than what yours is. But in Proverbs 7, when I read through what it, what it said in verse 1 through 6, it took it down the line of saying, like, like what my pop said, I don't know but I know someone who does. And he led the eyes to the Lord as far as in the word, and it was just wisdom. And in verse one through six, that's what it does. And from uh, verse six on down through uh, verse 23, it just talks about the things that will draw you away. And here's, here's how it went. It was once you start straying from the pack, the pack of people who are lifting you up, when you start walking the line, when you start seeing the shiny appearance, When the wrong things start to make you feel special, like you're the only one that ever thinks about it, and then the words will set the hook. Because the words, you'll start to hear them, they'll start to sound good, they'll drop down into your heart, then you start to speak about them. Once you start to speak about them, then your hands move towards them, your feet move towards them, and then your actions start to be in line with that. So Proverbs 7, guys, is simply oil and water. And it's always up to us to be able to choose. 
Are you going to choose God's day and just be present right here, right now? Or are you going to choose your way and try and force something to happen like I did today with Proverbs 7? I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unscripted, the corresponding proverb for the corresponding day, 3,000-year-old wisdom that I hope can be applicable today. Subscribe, comment, send a prayer request, whatever it is that you want to do. I want to thank you so much. My name is Kelly Cardenas, and I'm officially off the hot seat. Peace, love, and soul. Thank you.